Musician and music teacher Susanna Lee being interviewed here tonight. How are you? Good. How are you? I cannot complain. Good. <laughs> so she has taught at Regent School in Austin, Texas, and is still enjoying an indie music career. How did you get into the business? It was always a goal of mine to perform more um, while I was in college and um, just started talking to people, asking around, um, you know, anywhere that um, any social groups I was in, including church. And I knew there was a lady at my church that um, she was in bands and played around Austin. I was like, oh, I want to do that. So she really helped me get started. She introduced me to some people. And then um, she had a residency that she played at, at uh, Mozart's. And um, she introduced me to the guitarist that had that residency and uh, we really connected. So that's how I really first got started. Um, and then also, yeah, you know, just talking to people. I knew there was a pianist in town that I talked to. He's like, yeah, just ask people, you know, if you can either sit in with them. And so that's what I started doing. And then that's how I got my start. Yeah. Totally. And what, what are your main influences? Cause you got a very light kind of just, jazz and pop vibes kind of as well as mainly piano huh you got so many vibes uh in, in your music including uh the lyrics are kind of something i would kind of expect in jazz but and you got kind of a pop kind of sound uh would you uh, what would you say are your biggest influences oh well my most favorite singer in the world is mariah <laughs> okay very nice yeah she helped me through a lot growing up. So she's one of my main um, influences. Um, I also like listening to um, uh, Sade growing up. And then um, Alicia Keys is also a favorite because she played and sang piano. And artists like that, like Nora Jones. So, yeah. Oh, totally. Very nice. Uh, I'm definitely getting a Nora vibe from your work. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> Uh, so any future concerts and uh, music platforms you're trying to put your material on? You already got it on Bandcamp and Spotify, last to check. Yeah, um, so my next show is at Madrone Coffee. I believe it's a new spot off of 71. It's going to be Saturday at 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. So that'll be a fun fun uh, Saturday brunch gig. Hey, very nice. And it's it's a pretty commonplace uh, light music uh, cafe that's used yeah they have an outdoor stage and uh, they have an open mic I believe it's every Sunday evening 
And so, uh, yeah, cool new spot to play for sure. Nice. And uh, how long has it been around? Um, I believe that they had their opening not too long ago. Um, yeah, that particular, under that particular name. Uh, how would you describe your students? Are they really um, just digging the knowledge that you're sharing with them? Yeah, luckily, like I have really good students. Um, I don't really have problems with the ones that I have right now. But yeah, I've been teaching a long time. So um, yeah, I have a lot of stories and experiences <laughs> dealing with students and their parents. But um, yeah, thankfully, I'm, I'm blessed with a lot of great students right now and parents. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, do you teach online in addition to in-person or? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. So I have a few students online right now. Very nice. And how would you describe your teaching style? Um, yeah, I, I, you know, this goes with my personality. I'm a pretty laid back person, so I'm not <laughs> like, you know, hitting them with a stick or anything. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, I do make sure that they learn what they need to learn and learn it correctly. Um, and, um, you know, I just remind them, depending what age they are, like how much they ought to be spending time to get better. Um, and, uh, but yeah, that's basically my, my approach and try to make it as enjoyable for them as possible. Otherwise, you know, music's not going to be fun for them. <laughs> which oh, is, totally. Yeah. Which is important that it, it be enjoyable. Absolutely. And so where did you study, uh, your singing and piano styles? Yeah. So, uh, my parents put me in quite a few activities, you know, um, when I was young and piano really stuck with me um, because uh, my piano teacher let me have candy, specifically lemon drops. And my parents really didn't let me have candy. So I was like, I love piano. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I remember like um, that when my piano teacher like made it known that she gave me candy, like my mom's like, oh, we really don't allow her to have that but she gave it to me anyway. So, <laughs> so that, that was, that's what kept me going for a little bit. And, but I really liked the sound of the piano. Like when I first got started, I just thought, you know, it was really cool. Um, I think because you have both voices going on, um, you know, with the left hand, the right hand. So um, we, I was um, brought up in, in military families. So we moved around a lot. Oh, nice. Yeah, my, my mom specifically was like, well, you're not going to quit piano wherever we go. So they always put me in, in that wherever we went. Um, yeah, and then um, I had a really good uh, piano teacher when we were stationed in Germany. Um, she was related to a famous classical composer, Kachaturian, who wrote the Somber Dance. And uh, I think she was the best piano teacher I ever had. So she really got me into classical music. And... Um, yeah, and I guess around that time, I kind of decided, you know, this is what I want to study when I go to college. Um, and I really enjoyed singing just on my own. And so I joined choir in high school and then decided in college that I would, you know, continue with that and then take lessons. And I minored in voice uh, as my secondary instrument, actually. So that's how that's how all that <laughs> came about. And um, nice. Yeah, and then I went to Berkeley for one year um, to study, you know, popular music. So, yeah. Okay, very cool. And uh, uh, just 
uh, how has it been just kind of coping with uh, the current COVID situation? Yeah, luckily, like, um, I have um, yet to go on tour, so to speak, uh, that might be something um, in the cards in the future. Um, I heard it's good to do that. So we'll, we'll see about that. Um, I have my first like big original project coming out soon. So that'll probably follow with that. Um, but yeah, gigs. Luckily, I was able to gig a bit like throughout the pandemic, like at restaurants, outdoors. So um, yeah, just not um, playing out as many nights as I used to, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> Gotta be okay. safe. Mm -hmm. And what, what can we expect from your upcoming uh, songs? Yeah, um, so I released a single recently on my own um, that's up online. And then my EP is coming out um, soonish. And um, I'm going to have a release for that. And um, excited about that. I don't want to give away too much <laughs> at the moment. Um, but yeah, pl there's plans to have a show and uh, possibly even to film it. So Nice. <laughs> and you got a pretty reliable uh, group of editors and sound mixers or? Yeah, I'm working with some really talented people. Um, if you want me to mention them. Yeah, this gives a little idea of the process so other indie music artists can be a little inspired. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I, um, you know, try to be connected in the community um, through, um, I'm on the panel for Austin, Texas Musicians, and they have meetings. Um, it's been online mostly, you know, uh, since the pandemic, and then also involved with the, um, the Asian music community, ACGA. And I met Kevin Chen through that and found out that he was a record producer um, or, yeah, producer from Chicago. And, um, you know, I had, I had been uh, doing some recordings elsewhere. And, um, yeah, I think he's also, he does uh, videography. Um, he also works on the show Austin Traveler. And so he knows how to do, like, music videos. So we did that project. And I think we got to talking that he records. And so I worked with him, and I really like how um, he made my song sound. So I'm working with him on my EP now to finish that. And then also my album, um, put a few more songs on there. <clears throat> and uh, so, he, mm -hmm. so he's really a stellar guy to work with. Um, and then I'm also in the process of working with the, someone to help me with my online presence. Um, so um, hopefully we'll get that running up and running soon. Because so, uh, that is important, even though I don't, I don't really pay that much attention to what's, you know, my numbers, whatever, but I heard that is important. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you're just concentrating on the content <laughs> versus, yeah, yeah, versus, you know, numbers or all that stuff. Okay, very nice. Uh, are there any future music collaborations or styles that you would like to try in the future but haven't done yet? Oh, I don't, haven't really thought about that. Um, I just know that um, I want to you know, narrow my focus. I used to play in quite a few bands and um, there's always the temptation of, you know, wanting to take on too much. Um, I just did a jam with some people that they're looking for a keyboard player and we, you know, just kind of harmonize on some songs. So uh, that might be in the works. 
Um, I don't know if you want me to name drop, but <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, what, what what kind of bands were you a part of? Well, oh, in the past, um, yeah, it, um, yeah, just uh, some of my friends' bands, um, and I I still sing with some local bands just um, for fun, like a, a few songs at at their gigs once in a while. Um, one I can think of right off the top of my head is the Brew, um, salt, mm. popular salsa band, and um, yeah, a couple of jazz musicians that, you know, have big projects. Um, uh, Paul Klemper has been a friend of mine. He's a saxophonist here in town. Uh, we do projects together. And actually we're in talks of having like a Polynesian jazz show. Um, so that'll be something to look forward to in the future. Yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd really like for that to manifest. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And have you thought of even building up your band per, per se, besides just being a solo act, just having a few other additional pianists and uh, back, background singers? Oh, um, yeah, I haven't thought like uh, a big band, so to speak, but I do play with guitarists like at my gigs and percussionists. Um, so that's kind of, you know, a minimal, you know, at least a, a three piece. I have a, um, a bassist that, you know, I can call on anytime. So, you know, it just depends how much we can get for the gig, if it's worth everyone's everyone's time, how big the band should be. So. Totally get it. And uh, where where did you first encounter them and decide to collaborate with them? Sure. Um, so uh, let's see, the current guitarist that I'm working with, um, like the one that I'm going to um, be doing the coffee house gig, the Madrone, the Saturday, you know, is actually, his name's John Wilson. He's the one that I actually first started playing live music with at Mozart's at that residency. So we've, you know, just kept in touch over the years. We've been playing uh, music together for a decade, over a decade. And, um, you know, we um, had went to that open mic together. So decided we'd do that gig together for this Saturday. And then um, for my own like original music stuff, um, or other gigs. I'm working with uh, guitarist Eric uh, Gertes. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> um, and uh, we've played uh, gigs together um, with our friends' bands and also um, tribute shows together. So uh, I met him through friends, I believe. And um, yeah. Nice. You've also done some uh, fashion and modeling. Are you still doing that on the side as well? I am. So, um, yeah, actually, there's a fashion show coming up next month. Uh, it's with an uh, Indian um, company, so to speak, uh, um, that they put on fashion shows. So I'm excited to, to, to do that again. Where did that fashion first emerge? Oh, uh, let's see. I got involved with that through my friend's nonprofit here in Austin called... Um, Austin Intercultural Network, AIN, and um, they try to promote diversity in Austin. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I was in it from the start and we would just model our own traditional clothes. So I'm half Korean, so I have Korean clothes. So I just modeled that. And then this fashion show started getting bigger and bigger every year with designers getting involved. So they haven't had it the last uh, couple years. Uh, hopefully, I'm hoping that they'll start that back up again. So that's how I got started in that. And then, yeah. 
Very cool. Very cool. Uh, have you thought of also starting just additional music clubs at your campus? Or... Um, no, not really. I just uh, I enjoy teaching there and doing recitals every semester. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else to expect from the upcoming album? Oh, let's see. Um, well, hmm. Still in the planning stages, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it, for it to come out and yeah. Okay, and <laughs> any other platforms you're gonna try and put your material on? Like, is it on Apple? Is it on much better sites? Yeah, so I'm I'm still learning how to do that. I released my single on TuneCore, so I believe it's on all of those platforms. Because I believe it automatically puts it on, you know, Apple. Oh, tune chords connected. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So it's on, it's on Spotify, but um, yeah. Hopefully, I'll, I'll get help with all of that soon. <laughs> okay. Uh, any other artists that you've collaborated with who you want to kind of promote them in addition? Um. Well, let's see. So you know, I'm focusing on my own uh, stuff um, more so, but. I am in a gospel band called the Ghost Holies, and um, actually okay. that drummer, yeah, is, is working with me as well on my stuff. Um, and yeah, it's really really fun band uh, to hear, very uplifting. Um, so we just played a, a wine uh, winery gig, which is a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, they, um, yeah, a lot of good players in in that band, um, including uh, Paul Finley is a a really good guitarist and uh, songwriter uh, that's in that band, and yeah, they're they're all really talented. We've had we have um, our basis is the basis for uh, Band in Black, which is a, a Johnny Cash tribute band. It's been around, I think, for a long time. They're awesome. So um, yeah, it's really cool to play gigs with them. So I, nice. I really yeah get into more places. Gospel brunches would be neat. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being out here for this quick interview. And yeah, thank you. Uh, we wish you the best on your upcoming material. Thank you so much. We'll return after these messages. Hello and welcome to Culture Shocked, the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss movies, TV, games, and even music, new and old. Dude, what do you think you're doing? Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, for instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. J no, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga, right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous. I don't even know where to. Anyways, uh, that'll do it from all of us here at Culture Shock. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say, breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast recs and booty debates, 
Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. Blindknowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.